Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, and welcome to a brand new week of the podcast, the Bible Reading Podcast. And my name is Tom Jostra, and my guest this week is Steve Russicus. Welcome, Steve. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. Yeah, Appreciate course. being here. Um, now, I'm, I'm kind of laughing here because we <laughs> we already recorded um, an episode. And we it got was to, really good. Yeah, it, was, it was really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> and we got to the end of it, and Steve was like, um, that's not the passage I prepared for. I'm like, we, we prepared for different passages and come to find out that Steve prepared for the correct five passages <laughs> and I prepared for the passages that are going to be read next week uh, with the Bible reading plan. And so we are redoing the first one. And um, of course, um, Steve is, like I said, Steve is prepared for the for the right ones. I'm just going to be winging it here yeah, as, awesome. a, as awesome. the week goes along. Yeah, hey, I so, spent much of my life in ministry winging it, winging Tom. It. So you just, you're a teacher. You get it. Oh, there you we wing go. a little bit. No, right? I, I, there, I, I have been known to wing. Yes, I have been known to wing. So anyway, so anyway, Steve, in case people don't know who you are, um, a lot of people that listen probably do know because uh, you helped lead the team here, you know, a couple years ago here at Victory Point. So why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um so let's talk about the important stuff first. Um, I'm married uh, to Mary Beth, uh, my high school girlfriend. So we've been married 39 years and uh, we have two children, uh, a daughter, Stephanie, who's married to Matt and they have two kids. So um, we have grandchildren, uh, Jackson, who's 15 and Addie, who's 13. And then um, David and Katie, Katie's our daughter, the youngest one, married to David. And David has a son, Jake, who's 21. And then they have a son together, Lucas, who's six. So um, 21 and six. 21 and wow. six, man. 15 uh, years there. Yeah. And it's fun to watch them kind of navigate sure. all that, all that mess. But it's really cool having them. And they are, they live here in Holland. So one lives half a mile. The other one lives about two nice. miles away from us. So nice. it's, it's really good. And yeah. Um, Tom's right. I mean, we... Um, We've been a part of Victory Point for a long time. Uh, I was on staff here for about 20 years. Um, and even before that, we were here at Victory Point. And in the last 17 until 2017, I, I was part of uh, the folks who led the team here. So I was the lead pastor. So it's always good to be back at Victory Point. We're mm -hmm. glad to be back in Holland and be here. Well, we're happy to have you back. Cool, cool. And uh, currently, I, I have a job. I'm the chief operations officer at the Gateway Mission, formerly known as the Holland Rescue Mission. Yep. Uh, and what that basically means is we, we minister to, we have an emergency shelter for men, women, and children uh, for those who are homeless. We also have some long-term programming. So I oversee all of that. I oversee our social enterprise, our businesses, because that's a significant part of not only how we create revenue for the mission, but also how we train folks in our long-term program, um, oversee our staff of about 85 people. So um, I have a I've, I really appreciate being there, and mm -hmm. I love the heart of the mission to help those who are broken and busted, and right. and um, oftentimes very much alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a new uh, project I've seen on on social media lately. Mm -hmm. A new project. You have like a restaurant. This. Yeah. We uh, we were able to purchase the. Uh, there was a Denny's that closed down in the corner of Twenty Fourth Street and US yeah. Thirty One, and. Um, part of what we do, again, is um, we have a thrift store, a very large thrift store, and we have some uh, detailing and some other things. And, and a restaurant makes sense for us not only to create revenue, which is one of the things, but the other two reasons we do our business enterprises are to 
connect the community um, mm -hmm. and to train our students. And so the Gateway Spoon and Spoon Cafe and Grill is going to be a place where we're going to serve coffee. We'll have a cafe in there. We have a sit down breakfast and lunch um, uh, menu. But the most significant thing is that um, we want the community to connect and we want to help people who oftentimes have, um, you know, kind of revolving employment histories, mm -hmm. uh, homelessness and addiction kind of uh, create that amongst other challenges our guests have. And uh, so we want to be able to train them. We're a licensed vocational school. We can do some things. So we'll we'll do some back of house. We're going to reintroduce some culinary training into um, nice. our program and then um, some hospitality and front of house training. So, yeah, cool. we're we're excited. It should be done in January of 2023. And then we're looking to open at April of 2023. There we go. Yeah. So cool, cool stuff. Yeah. I want to eat breakfast there. Ah, it'll be a good yeah, place. Right. It'll be a cool place. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, for those of you uh, that listen uh, to the podcast, you'll know that Tom often does um, some weird things during his podcast week. And uh, this week, uh, one thing I thought of, well, first of all, Steve, have you, do you do you and Mary Beth listen to um, NPR? Yeah, every once in a while we're driving around, we'll listen to it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a national public radio. But I think it's on Saturdays. They have a, they have a game show on um, out of Chicago that's called uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And there's one game that they play in there with their guests um, that's called Not My Job. Mm -hmm. Like they'll have, maybe they'll interview somebody from the Chicago Bears. And and then um, at the end of the interview, they'll ask them questions about real bears. And just to see, okay, well, you're an expert on the Chicago Bears. Well, how, whatever. Sure. Okay. And so since you're an expert on the Gateway mission, mm -hmm. okay, um, I want to know how much of an expert you are in the Gateway Arch. Okay. Okay. Down, All right. Down in St. Louis. Gotcha. All right. So I have 10 questions prepared, uh, two for each day. And your goal is to try to get seven of these correct. All right. And then then you've won the game. Hey, listeners. Do I get a prize or anything? Uh, I'll, I'll Just... come up with something. <laughs> but anyway, here's your two questions for okay. today. Again, your goal is to get seven during the week. And listeners, you can gladly play along. See if you can beat Steve. Okay, so blanks are not allowed to go to the top of the gateway arch. A, pregnant women. B, presidents. C, non-U.S. citizens. Blanks are not allowed to go to the top of the arch. I'm going to say B. I think presidents. That is correct. Presidents. I think it's a whole security thing. Yeah. Right? Have, you, have you ever been? Have you been in there? There's these little con containers you ride up in. Right. And I'm not sure I was very confident that it was going to get all the way to the top. So, but yeah, I can understand why they wouldn't want them up. So you're one for one. All right. Good. Hey, here's your second one for the day. This is, this is more like trivia, but how many city blocks had to be cleared in order to build the arch? 10, 25, 40. I'm going to say 25. 25 is a good guess, but it is not the okay. correct guess. It is the 40 blocks. Wow. I, th I think I read that the factories had to be torn down, homes had to be torn down, businesses to make way for this, this thing arch. that we visit today. Yes. yes. Okay. So you are one for two. All right. Well, you are one for two. Someday I'm going to have to be two for two if I'm going to get seven. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I know that math at least. <laughs> All right. So the real reason why we are here is to dive into scripture. And today's scripture is Hosea chapter 1, verses 2 through 10. And in the Bible I have in front of me here, um, it's called Hosea's Wife and Children. And so like I said, I have not prepared this because I prepared the wrong ones. Um, Steve has prepared for this one. And so I'll read this passage. I'll throw it over to Steve and we'll just have a conversation back and forth about it. So here we go. Hosea 1, starting with verse 2. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. 
For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. And so he married Gomer, daughter of, love this name, Diblium, and she conceived and bore him a son. And then the Lord said to Hosea, call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. And that day I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. And then the Lord said to Hosea, call her Lo-Ruhamah, which means not loved, for I will no longer show love to Israel that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to Judah, and I will save them, not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses and horsemen, but I, the Lord their God, will save them. After she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, Gomer had another son. And then the Lord said, call him Lo-Ami, which means not my people. For you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand of the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. And I think that's where we end yeah. for today. Yeah. So what is something that you gleaned from these first couple verses you know, Jose, here? Jose? Hosea is one of those those books in the Bible that, sort of like Job, is there's a little curious and almost strange quality to the beginning of this, right? I mean, God seems to, you know, tell Hosea to go marry someone. We does say it. Go marry someone who he knows is going to be unfaithful. A promiscuous yeah, woman, a right? a promiscuous woman, which is not something that most of us would choose to do knowingly. So right. um, so that's the thing. But clearly, you know, clearly as you as you read through it, you read the rest of the book, you see that it's, a, it's really a picture and a metaphor, you know, for um, God's relationship with his people. He wants to sort of live this out through Hosea, um, that. You know, as Gomer is unfaithful to um, Hosea, God's people, and especially he's talking, I think, here primarily about the the, the nation of Israel, the northern kingdom. Um, he's talking about their unfaithfulness, and and he wants to speak into that. So it's it's sort of an it's a bit of an uncomfortable, awkward sort of beginning right, to, to right. a book. If you read the rest of it, it becomes much richer. And but there's this sense in which um, people are unfaithful. Mm -hmm. God, God wants to, he knows that he knows that in the face of his faithfulness with them, um, they're going to be unfaithful to him, right. just like Gomer is, right? you know? So Gomer was the promiscuous woman in this actual passage, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, the metaphor meaning, um, Israel yeah. was the promiscuous woman, right. right? That it could also stand for. Um, but like you were saying, we, Right. Yeah. We're the promiscuous woman today. Right. Yeah. We're, the, we're the people of God who are unfaithful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I wonder how many times I, I was wondering about this when I was reading it. And again, don't know. But I wonder how many times Gomer said to Hosea, I won't I, I won't do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I won't do that again. You know, and then I thought, how many times have I have I said to God, OK, you know, um, I, I'll, I'll trust you more next time or right. I won't do that, you know. And in the midst of all of that, it it I, it hurts God. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you're I mean, Hosea had that be hurt. This, there's there's a real of course feeling about that. There's no sense that he's unfaithful. There's no sense that he walks away. He stays with her. God says, hey, name these children, these things. Um, and. And, and that that's tough. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't, 
as a as a husband or as a as a father when people tell you things and make promises to you and then they don't carry out that hurts and right. so i don't want to ever diminish the fact that um, my unfaithfulness to god hurts hurts him right right you know it hurts him and yet you know the thing that i love at the end you know he he still says after all this stuff i'm gonna yeah yeah israel's gonna be like the sand you know uh, on the seashore which cannot be measured i made that promise to you back in genesis right right to abraham know, to right? abraham yep. and said i don't just because you're unfaithful doesn't mean i'm unfaithful right and i'm going to keep my promises exactly to you. and there's an incredible just encouragement in that right that god's love is isn't doesn't waver for us mm -hmm. even in the midst of us now the truth is there's there's relational connection here i think you know these there's got to be a relationship between god and his people mm -hmm. this isn't true of people who don't have a relationship with god right 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 but when you're his child or you're his spouse or mm -hmm. whatever relationship there is god's never gonna gonna let go of you mm -hmm. so um it, it's it's convicting but yet at the same time it's comforting right, right? it's this sense of uh, i'll never leave you i'll never forsake oh, you it's, a wonderful it's this incredible promise that um that god gives to us so when yeah when we read pro well, passages like this you know one question we you know we often ask is you know what kind of a god do we have yeah. that's exactly the the kind of god you're yeah. describing right now yeah. right one who unwavers right and his love toward us and he just continues continues his end of the bargain even though we do not deserve it yeah i mean i remember times uh you know there's i remember times of my own life where i know now looking back frequently it's looking back mm -hmm. that decisions i made were clearly you know disobedient to god mm -hmm. uh, we had a journey in the mid 90s where you know um we made some decisions about a, a moving to a church that when i look back on it, it wasn't god god mm -hmm. didn't lead me any place and yet his faithfulness and it was tough there were consequences to that sure. so so it's not like there's just when you're unfaithful you you know and you sin you know god goes oh okay no no big deal there's consequences to that but looking back on it you're always able to go okay god god walked and the truth is god redeemed that situation and you know and led us through all kinds of circuitous routes to victory point mm. And so it was a place then that we, we could be, raise our kids, do ministry, and right. make some of our best friends. So God redeems that all right, the time, right. but it but it isn't it isn't um, without challenges. Right. And I'm sure for Hosea there were too. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know sure how do you how do you continue on? Right. With that? Yeah. So as we, as we leave off here on this Monday, Steve, any kind of a blessing that we could give or a challenge that we can give to our listeners today? Yeah, I would just I would just remind it because I think a lot of people live with this. Uh, deep guilt. If you're God's child, um, you're always going to be God's child. If you're got here, it's a spouse. But I mean, if you're mm -hmm. in a relationship with God, your unfaithfulness, while serious, never sort of severs or cuts that relationship. Right. So I think it's just really important um, for people to be reminded of that and right. to hold those two things together, maybe sometimes in tension. Right. Yeah, my sin is serious, but God's, God's faithfulness and, and his salvation is always mm -hmm. there for me. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, listeners. We will um, see you back here tomorrow. 
Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.